Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. Oh, it's the finally the day I'll tell you about in just two seconds. But also coming up tonight on Thursday's show, Psychic Tools. If you've got any issues with anything in your life, you want some clarity on your future in these uncertain times, well then... You can let us know and we will ask our tarot cards and our magic eight ball what the story is. 0876797104. Also, does being a bit of a bell end at work ensure that you're going to progress through your career? Do you have to be a little bit difficult to get ahead? Well, new research says that you don't. And I have been planning this for the last three weeks. It's payback time for Saoirse and tonight is the night we will finally reveal to you what that prank is. That's coming up very soon here on Room 104. This is Room 104 with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long with Play Blue, Ireland's favourite online adult shop. Visit playblue.ie today. FM 104. <laughs> Finally! I literally came in so late that you had to ring me to see if I was coming in. I was worried that Saoirse wasn't going to come in, but you're here, I'm here, it's all been ready, and tonight is going to be one very, very special show. I haven't slept a wink. I kept waking up, getting really anxious about what this could be. Honestly, after I knew, by the way, sorry, my car was not clamped last night. Oh, yeah. Which was good news. a bad day, yeah. That was fine. Drove home, was like, ah, that's grand. And then this fear just took over and I was sweating the whole night. So what we've been uh, doing for the last while here on, um, on the show is a bit of a prank war back and forth. Yeah. And... I wanted to end it, by the way. I said to you last week, let's just call it a day. I'm done with this whole thing. I'm scared it's going to get to a point where we can't return. Maybe. And maybe tonight is that point. It started off by me posting on your Instagram that you were pregnant. Yes. That caused carnage and chaos. It did. The following week, Saoirse ended my relationship and called off the wedding. It did, yeah. I was delighted with that. And you made me ask the boss for a raise. And you made me ask the father-in-law for money. Yep. All of those things. And then you decided to tell people that I got a part in Matt Damon's new film. Yeah, which was, I would say, a step down. Do you know what? I thought that was really good because people believed that. Yeah. That was one of the ones that they thought, oh, actually, the other one, I didn't, meh, yeah. touch or go, but that one, 100%. My sisters were so let down. Yeah. Even last week, they were like, we thought you were cool. You're yeah, not cool. You're not cool, unfortunately. Uh, and then last week, you made me dance like an idiot on TikTok. and Which wasn't too bad. Yeah. I didn't mind, to be perfectly honest with you. So, for the last three weeks, I would say, this has been hashtag in the pipelines. I've been working on this with a lot of other people in here. And it got to the point where I got a phone call this afternoon from management saying, do you think we should tell her just in case she doesn't react well? And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. I was like, no, we're telling her live on the air and that's the only time she's going to find out about it. Because they were worried that you may not take this... 
I think you will. I was like, it's nothing too personal. It's nothing to do with your family or friends or exes or anything like that. I'm like, no, she's grand. So okay. I was like, yeah, cool. But they did ring to, to find out whether it was going to be okay or not. Yeah, they rang because they were getting a bit nervous. And as I said, this has involved so many other people in FM 104 and outside FM 104, I should point that out, that I didn't think this was actually going to happen. It was one of these ideas that came and I was like, oh, you know, be gas. And I rang up a few people expecting them to say, let me see for them to only call back a while later and say, oh, we're not going to be able to do that. But for once, for once, all of the stars have aligned here this evening and it got signed off officially yesterday. If you thought it was not going to be signed off, then... Didn't think it, it was going to be signed off. It's bad then. It's funny. On a scale of one to bad, how bad is it? It's not... It's... I think it's really funny. And I think it's what the people need in 2020. And I think you're going to give people a laugh. At your expense, of course. Well, it's good. I got... um. Tons of messages from people who are listening in right now, like the, the Jacks and the uh, Garys and the Damians and everyone who's been messaging me all day, wondering what in the name of God is going on and trying to figure out what it is. People think that you're back on Tinder and maybe I've set you up there. People think you're on an OnlyFans account somewhere. You think I've signed you up to something. Yeah, I thought maybe... Well, I was trying to break it down. Uh, Giselle actually wrote to me who listens into the show and said yeah. maybe there's a clue in the wrapping paper because it's wrapped in this kind of... I don't know. Is there sharks on it or...? Why did I think there were sharks on it? No, it's... Here it is, all right? Fair, little fairy dresses? It is in studio. There is a present wrapped in pink princess wrapping paper. Okay, princess wrapping paper, so... And this is the culmination of three or four weeks' work. Okay, she thought that maybe something on the paper had a clue in it. Nothing on the paper, only that you are a bit of a princess, but that's about it. I'm not a princess. I'm not a princess. What do you think it is? I have no idea. So then I thought, right, I've gone through everything yesterday with what I thought it might be. Now I think it it's has to have right something... Right here in front of you. ...has to have something to do with signing me up to some random thing, like a cuddle party like I did to you, or what do I hate? Something like... Or, okay, you said I wasn't to do it with rats. So it's not a fear thing, but something like that. You've signed me up to something. No, I haven't. I'm doing a course. You're not doing a course. I'm doing... Because actually for an idea last week for you, your fiancé suggested to sign you up to the mini marathon, the virtual one. So no. maybe because I'm so unfit, you're going to make me do that? No, 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 no. No idea. If you're listening, how big would you say this parcel is that I have wrapped here, the present in It looks like a book. Looks like a book. Okay. Or a calendar or something like that. What do you think it is? Any last guesses on what you think the prank is this evening? I have gone above and beyond and for once... Everything fell into place and this actually happened and I cannot believe it. We'll find out in a few moments' time. But any, any guesses? What do you think what, what do you think I have in store for Saoirse this evening? 87 Mr. Marley has said, is it a rat? No, it's not a rat, thank God. It is not a rat. No. Definitely is not in the shape of a rat. Megan, good evening. I'm scared for you, Saoirse. I know, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm literally sweating. That comes in from Michelle, who started all of this, by the way. Actually, Michelle, yeah, you are to blame, okay? You yeah. are to blame. So it is about, how big would you say it is? I'm just trying to think, anyone guess, anyone, anyone delve deep into my mind and figure out what I'd get to do? It reminds me of Christmas when I'm wrapping presents. It looks kind of like a book, the size of a book or, you know, an, a big advent, book. an advent calendar. Yeah, like, or like an annual, maybe. Yeah, an annual. Yeah, well, like a, a biggie kind of book. Well, the answer to all your questions and your stress and your anxiety that you've been experiencing at Mike's, well, because of me, will be revealed very, very shortly. Did you get me a book? I did not get you a book. Okay. 
Eric has said what? I bet Cormac has done something nice. Actually, you know what I did when I left yesterday? I thought maybe this is all going to be this big reveal and go, oh, I actually got you. I'm actually really I got, sad. I actually got you a really nice We're handbag. We're going on holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. It was all a big joke. I have signed you up. I wish. I guarantee you. No. No, no. This is far more Christopher nolan it's scary, isn't it? I no, know it's not it's scary. scary. It's hilarious and it's funny. And you know what? It's about time I stopped going on about it. And fi- FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. And listen, we're, we're going to do it. I like that one from Mr. Marley. Is it a bridesmaid for Cormac's wedding? Am I the bridesmaid? If you've just tuned in, uh, I'm about to reveal the prank that I've been working on for the last two or three weeks. Uh, against her. She's no idea what it is. But it is the culmination of two or three weeks' work. Several other people within 104 and outside of 104 have helped make this happen. And uh, a lot of people have guessed way off the mark. Has anyone guessed near? Yeah, someone's guessed kind of half near. Really? But, but like a little near, but not too close. So, <sighs> after all this going on, I have in the studio here a present a wrapped present in pink princess wrapping paper yeah the wrapping paper is lovely people are still messaging me going this is going to be something nice it's definitely 100% not going to be anything nice at all is it going to be nothing imagine imagine the letdown (laughs) imagine it was nothing I was just getting everyone winded up it's definitely not nothing Okay. it's definitely not are you ready no I'm actually really nervous about my heart's going see you're nervous and that's making me nervous because I know if you're nervous then you're not 100% sure on this no as I said management called me earlier on and they were like, are you sure you just don't want to tell her ahead of time in case she storms out? And I'm like, no, listen, we're fine. So listen, Saoirse, are you ready for your present slash prank? One of the greatest things I've ever done in my entire life. Yes. Okay, there you go. Open it. Oh, my God. I'm okay. passing her the present right now. Okay, it feels like, I'm just going to say from the outside, it feels like a picture frame. It is a picture frame. What's in it? We have to open it and find out, won't you? Oh, my God. Why am my my heart is literally going ninety here? What the hell is this? What the hell is this? Are your are your aggressive hemorrhoids a real pain in the ass? There's a picture of me from the website holding Hoop dreams because life should be piles of fun. Hemorrhoids can be a real bummer. Sir Shalong, FM 104 presenter. Yeah. Okay, and then it goes on introducing hoop dreams because life should be piles of fun. Hemorrhoids can be a real bummer. As a radio presenter for FM 104, I spent most of my time sitting on my backside. But that became a real problem when I developed aggressive piles. It became almost impossible to sit down for hours on end. And my confidence to get my hoop out on Instagram sadly faded. It became so bad that people could hear me live on air, violently scratching my heart. I knew something had to change. After drying so many other treatments, I finally found hoop dreams. They came along and the crack was back in my life. And I'm proud to call myself a hashtag hemorrhoid queen. So try Hoop Dreams today for your chronic hemorrhoids and remember, life should be piles of fun. 
Got a question? DM me on Insta at Sersha underscore long. See page four of something for the weekend for more details. Okay, that's not... That's funny. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Why did you frame it? That's really weird. <laughs> I mean, it is funny, but... Is this it? No. What do you mean, no? That's going as a full-page ad in every single copy of The Sun in Dublin tomorrow. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> it is, yeah. No, no, it's actually not. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. That, with my picture mm-hmm. on it. A brand ambassador for Hoop Dreams. No, I got you your no, first brand not. ambassadorship. No, it's not. No, 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 no. no. no on a serious note. No, no, literally on it's a serious note. It's gone to the print. Note. Yeah. No one could have signed off on that without asking me. You can't just use my name, quote me on it, use my picture about hoop hemorrhoid cream <laughs> and put it in the newspaper. No, you can't. can't. No, I'm not actually joking here. No. It's a fake product anyway. That you're the it doesn't matter. For. If that's going out in the paper, I'm not mm-hmm. having that. No, I'm, I'm not even taking the piss here. That's not going out. It is. Are you saying Nobby signed off on that? Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. He, did, yeah. he didn't. He didn't. He absolutely did not. He did. No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell that I'm allowing that to go out in the papers tomorrow. There's no way in hell. That has, to, that, that has to be a lie. It's that is late. a lie. It's not. Show me evidence then. Well, I'll show you. That's there in front of you. Yeah, it's a picture that's mm-hmm. framed, which, yes, it's funny, but it's not going out in the paper. It is. Huh? No, it's not. <laughs> it is. Cormac, I am <laughs> telling you now that I am not accepting that. Like there, there, no, hang on a sec. There's, there's nothing li- I can do about it. There's limits to, to a bit of fun. That this, is a bit of fun, This yeah. isn't fun. And it's, it's, you see, it's all explained in tomorrow's FOMO anyway. That it's a joke and it's a prank. So I've written an article for the paper explaining that. That's why you've Okay, but if someone it. misses that article and they're just seeing this. Yeah. They'll think you're a brand ambassador for Hoop Dreams. Okay. Jokes aside, I know people are texting in. This is, this is funny, but this is... Me going out there in a paper. It's not. Uh, sorry, lads, it's not happening. It's not happening. All right, well, you can go ring Nobby and we'll see what the crack was. But there you go. Hoop Dreams, brand ambassador. She didn't take that too well. Back with music from Nile Horn after this. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's not going in the paper tomorrow. And I'm sorry, I don't want to get start getting angry here. I've spoken to you off air. Okay, it's not happening. And you're going to ring Nobby as soon as this is over and you're going to have that pulled because it's not going out tomorrow. Okay, well, what if it's too late to be pulled? It's not too late to be pulled. Something like that cannot go past without me acknowledging it and saying, yeah, that's okay, lads. Like, it just can't. And the fact that they signed off on that is outrageous, really. But it's ridiculous. No one's going to believe that. They'll know that's a piss take. I don't care if anybody knows that that's a piss take or not. There's people obviously listening now that know it's a piss take. But anybody that's going to pick up that paper tomorrow... It's, isn't it's guaranteed ridiculous. to know that that's going to be a ah, it is. It, it's ridiculous right. hoop dreams <sighs> L- like right. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't think you'd go for it I'm not going for it the printout is fine and it would have been grand as part of our little thing that we do in the paper every week a one off every every single page in the paper from tomorrow no just one yeah, page yeah it doesn't matter like into tomorrow everybody's going to see it it's not something that you might just skim past no, it's too far. There are limits to fun, and I think sometimes 
you do push that out a little bit, you know. And you think that's too far? Yeah, I do think that's too far. Why? Because for the reasons I just told you. And I think if it was the other way around that you'd be really pissed off right now. And I think as well as that, there's there's things that we've pranked each other on in previous weeks that were raised within an hour. Yeah. This is something that's going to be out there. Someone can keep that paper. But someone could have taken a, taken a screenshot of Instagram profiles and done the same thing. Yeah, well, they're more likely to keep a paper than they are to, to do that. And plus, it, it just can't be erased. Do you know what I mean? It's out there for anyone to see. And it is. It's it's damaging someone's reputation. That's I don't think it, it is. It is. And it's explained in the paper what exactly it is. And it's a bit of crack. And yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's and a, it's over it, the yeah, top. Yeah, but it's not over the top. That's it the is. thing. It's actually not, though. But it's full of stupid ass puns. It's full of the whole thing. Is one big joke. Okay, I don't think it's a joke. And I'm telling you that now. I don't think it's a joke. And do you know what's really interesting? I noticed your behaviour yesterday and today, and I I know you weren't 100 percent sure in that because you thought maybe this is too far, and it is. But we pulled it back a little bit and edited it a bit, or I edited it a bit. No. It's just one day. Nope. Be gone. Forgotten about. It is not going out. All right. All right. That's the end of that. Here's Niall Horn. This is nice to meet you. It's Room 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. Cormac and Saoirse still here. God bless her. And of all the evenings to talk about this, I suppose uh, we should back this up with some, some data because I, I've been a little bit of a jerk today, you could argue. But does being a bit of a difficult, annoying a-hole at work get you ahead in life? Because... Again, it goes back to that phrase, doesn't it? Nice guys finish last, but is that true? Um, I would say that absolutely being a selfish you-know-what and being a horrible person in work does not help anybody and it only damages <laughs> yourself. So, no, I would I would say that this research should be accurate. Uh, okay, well, listen, if you're worried about whether you, you think you need to be mean in work or you're worried about people mean around you getting ahead of you, turns out that over the long term, things may be uh, bad for... The, the jerks in your life and, and good for yourself if you're a decent, kind human being. A group of researchers from the uh, over at Haas and the University of California, Berkeley, have asked the question of whether or not annoying jerks get ahead in life, especially in work. And they found some interesting findings to share those with you now this evening. We are delighted to welcome onto the show Professor Cameron Anderson. Professor, how are things? Great, thank you. Uh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, what exactly did your research find? Well, I, the the sort of big finding, and this was the one we were focused on, was that being a jerk, so having a personality that we described as disagreeable, which involves being more selfish and manipulative and bullying, uh, that kind of personality just did not help people attain power in the workplace or in their careers, especially over time. Okay. That, that, that's really interesting because yeah. there's one or two people that spring to mind when I read Same. this first. You. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But, yeah. When I think about this and other people I've worked with over the years, some people have been incredibly difficult, incredibly, as you mentioned, bullying and manipulative and found themselves in extreme positions of power within organizations that I work for. Now, ironically, they're gone and out of a job. So maybe, as you mentioned, over the long term, um, it doesn't work out. Exactly. And it's funny you mentioned you can think of a few examples off the top of your head. We're probably thinking of those same examples, and those are the people that inspired the study. Uh, you know, there are people in these powerful positions who are jerks. There's no doubt about it. What we found was a null effect. In other words, there was just no benefit 
for being disagreeable. Now, that doesn't mean that the disagreeable jerks lose out more than other people in the end. That's kind of the bad news part of the study. It's just that they do about the same. They don't do any better or any worse. So in the end, it's a wash, and it just doesn't do you any good in terms of power and success to be a jerk. But are some Uh people just more disagreeable, or are people um, going into a job trying to put on a front, trying to be powerful in some way or another? I think it's a bit of both. I mean, certainly some people are just more disagreeable. Uh, There's just a a mountain of evidence on that personality trait being somewhat consistent over time and across context. But there is also evidence that people model their behavior after what they see and, and what they think is going to give them success. And so there is a subset of workers who start to behave in more selfish and manipulative ways because they think that's a route to to success, even though it's not. So when we talk about some of those maybe selfish, narcissistic personality traits and the disagreeable stuff, like, is there any maybe specific examples you can give of how that might look in a workplace? So, you know, someone's listening right now and can tell, ah, yeah, you're being a bit of a bit of a bell end and maybe you should stop because it'll be really no benefit to you yeah i mean anyone that you work with that tends to be more on the selfish side they're just not very giving with their coworkers and colleagues they tend to sometimes stretch the truth in order to get things done that'll benefit them uh they they can be argumentative to the point of being bullying uh really kind of taking people to task to the point of belittling them you know being uncivil those behaviors, they kind of all cluster together under this broader disagreeableness personality trait. Um, and, and those are the ones in particular that just didn't pan out for people. They just didn't provide benefits. Was there anything in the study that showed that people work less well, I guess, in an environment with people with this personality? Oh, yes. I mean, we didn't look at that specifically in our study, but there is, again, kind of a mountain of evidence of the difficulties people face when they do work with jerks. There's a terrific book by Bob Sutton called The No Asshole Rule out of Stanford. <laughs> and and it's essentially that point. He, he really goes into a long discussion throughout the entire book about the devastating effects that even one asshole can have on a team or a department. Uh, they, they just kind of... You know, they have that bad apple effect where they, they make everything toxic around them. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I think everyone has been there to, to one degree or, or another. And, you know, people are either walking on eggshells or just can't be themselves and can't relax and foster this horrible, horrible environment, which, you know, after a few years, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, why in the name of God did they stay there for, uh, for, for so long mm-hmm. and not do anything about it? On the flip side, mm-hmm. though, so you're obviously looking at the impact long term with regards to disagreeable, difficult people who might be manipulative and bullying. On the other extreme end of that would be obviously a very, very agreeable person to the point where they might be like a doormat. I'm sure being too agreeable isn't good in business either. Mm -hmm. Well, there's one version of agreeableness that is dangerous, and you're right. Um, There's another book I, I would recommend called Give and Take by Adam Grant out of Wharton, where he talks about research on agreeable people who are so altruistic and selfless that they let their own job performance suffer. So in other words, you know, being giving and agreeable is not a problem in and of itself, but you can't allow yourself to be stepped on and taken advantage of by others. And that's what some agreeable people do. Uh, And there's also research uh, by a colleague named Frank Flynn suggesting that by being too giving, people love you to death, but you end up 
essentially underperforming over time and, and very likely losing your job. And then those people that are disagreeable, have you seen whether they go on to succeed or has there been a kind of um, chain effect where they don't actually ever succeed to a certain point? So we looked at that. I mean, you're right in the sense that, you know, one possibility was maybe disagreeable people succeed at higher levels of the organization. Maybe when politics get really thick and the stakes are high Mm. and it becomes that much more cutthroat, maybe that's where disagreeableness pays off. But it didn't. And in fact, if there was any one thing that really shocked me in the data, it was that whatever we looked at, whether it was different organizations, different kinds of people, disagreeableness just had no benefit. This is so, I, I suppose I was always of the opinion that to move up within an organization, and as you said, maybe a very bureaucratic corporate political organization, I mean that obviously office politics, not like you're working for the government here, but I would have always thought that you had to be a bit of a, just a little bit of a scumbag so that you could constantly annoy people and tell people no and tell people that's not going to happen and fire people and get rid of people. I'm just, yeah, it's just, it's interesting to see that over the long term that, as you said, it doesn't, uh, there's no benefit overdoing it that way. Right. Well, and it's important to separate two things um, because people often conflate them. You know, being disagreeable, even a little bit disagreeable, didn't have benefits, but being strong did. In other words, you know, if, if, if you do need to confront someone because they're behaving inappropriately, or if you do need to push for yourself and for your ideas, that did predict power over the long term. It didn't mean that the person was being aggressive or hostile or selfish. It just meant that... Right. They were being strong. They were standing their ground. And, and that, that is beneficial. Ah, okay, okay. So it's yeah, navigating that space of, I suppose it's having self-respect for yourself. It comes down to and just not being a jerk uh-huh. to others. That's right. That's exactly right. There you go, it's Cormac. Just... You need to um, <laughs> I need to learn a board. little bit of... Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of respect for for other people and not be such a not be such a jerk. I mean, apart from obviously the things that you've mentioned so far about looking into disagreeable, difficult people that people are faced with and work with, was there anything else that kind of either surprised you or interested you from the, this research that you did? Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's one specific uh, 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 kind of again consistency in the data that surprised me, and that was on gender and ethnicity. We we thought that you know there's a lot of research on backlash effects, which means that women who behave in very strong ways can face backlash in many organizations. And so we thought in these data, maybe we'd see something similar where highly disagreeable women would actually lose out in the end because of these stereotypes and biases and obstacles that they face. But we didn't find that either. Um, the, the, The sort of costs of being selfish and manipulative and bullying were the same for both men and women. So that, that, that would be another point that really kind of stood out to me. Because actually well, saying good. that now, I, like I've only really come across this, I know this is very sexist of me, but with women, more so with women than I have with men. And I don't know if it's a case where they feel they need to be a little bit more uh, cutthroat maybe to mm-hmm. keep their position in a workplace. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's often advice given to them as well. I mean, um, one of the things that you consistently hear bosses or mentors say to women is, you know, kind of if you want to succeed in this organization, behave more like a man. And that often implies, as you said, be more cutthroat, look out for yourself more. Uh, and, and the research suggests that that's just simply bad advice. Um, it, it's good to stand up for yourself for sure and to push for your agenda, but doing so in a way that is more, again, kind of selfish and and, and, and aggressive, uh, it doesn't help. 
it, it doesn't work. Right. This is all very interesting, yeah. Mm. Um, as I said, yeah, sometimes women can get labelled as being the difficult woman if they try and be strong or assertive when it, probably in a male-dominated mm-hmm. world, um, and that's obviously not too good. But good to hear that it's uh, mm-hmm. bad across the board if you're being a female or male jerk at work. I mean, that's, that's kind of uh, good. There's no, there's no specific gender benefit or kind of negative impact from doing that. But um, listen, it's fascinating research, and thanks a million for coming on FM 104 this evening and talking about whether or not you really need to be difficult and annoying and frustrating at work to get ahead. Turns out you don't. Um, would you recommend, if someone's listening and wants to dig into the research a little bit more, do you have a social media profile or website that you would recommend people check out? Um, yeah, I mean, the uh, paper itself, I'm happy to to send to anyone, actually. I've been uh, sending reprints for the last few days. Um, but if they do look for me on my website at the Haas Business School, they can also find it there. Brilliant. Well, Professor Cameron Anderson over at the Haas um, Institute in the University of California over in Berkeley, thank you, thank you very much for speaking to us on FM 104 this evening. Of course, my pleasure. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. Um, now we're talking about maybe your... I don't even want to call it a celebrity obsession or a cultural obsession, but if you were ever if you ever idolized a musician or even a footballer or a celebrity at any point in your life, would you ever go to I suppose that next step and that next level and go under the knife to try and change how you look to try and emulate your celebrity idols, your celebrity heroes? Would you spend tens of thousands, over hundreds of thousands, on trying to get that look? Well, joining us on the line now is a guy from London, and he has spent a staggering amount of money over the last number of years trying to emulate and look like a Korean boy band idol of his and to talk us through a little bit more about why he's done it and how his life has changed since he has gone down this road and started this journey. Ollie London, sir, how are you? I am doing very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. No worries at all. Thanks a million for coming on, by the way. And this kind of, when I read it, reminded me of when I was 16 and I really desperately wanted to look like Britney Spears. So much so that I went down to a beautician's and I said, I want to dye my eyebrows white. And they were like, what? I wanted kind of blonde eyebrows because in her toxic video her eyebrows were kind of like a little bit fair yeah great video fair (laughs) I was dark hair dark eyebrows so I had dyed my hair blonde and now I wanted the same eyebrows the girl was like you're crazy you can't do this it's gonna look really weird so she wouldn't do it for me so I went and bought a dye they turned orange oh no and oh, it was no. a disaster. I did not look anything like Britney Spears. But I know you obviously need to pay a little bit of money if you want to go down that road. I think you would have looked great as Britney, to be honest. I mean, toxic, that was a, a very, very hot look. But, yeah, you do obviously have to spend a lot of money. Um, I mean, some people do different things. Some people might just colour their hair. But I go to the extreme. I've had um, over 15 plastic surgery procedures. I'm always getting, like, vampire facials, skin whitening, so it's a lot of maintenance. I've been doing it for seven years, but I'm I'm very close to perfecting my look, so I'm I'm much happier and more confident than I used to be. Now, where did this come from? Um, do you know I used to live in Korea, so I I basically I fell in love with uh, BTS and Jimin and all the different K-pop stars. I just wanted to model myself on someone that I thought was beautiful and perfect. So I happened to choose at the time Jimin. I said, right, he's got a beautiful jawline, the most beautiful nose, cute lips. And I thought, let me go with him. So I went into the doctor, showed him a picture. I was like, can you make me look like this? And it went wrong. 
the first time it went <laughs> no. wrong. So I know it was it was really botched. I mean, I had a silicone implant and it went wonky. So um, I, then I had to do multiple nose jobs. I had five nose jobs since then. I've had my jawbone shaved, my cheek shaved, my chin. Um, you know, I've done a lot of things. I've done my eyes. I've had my eyelids um, made smaller to replicate this. But, you know, it's a lot of work and I have had some botched procedures. You know, I was on the American show Botched as well to try and get help and they even said no to me. So, you know, I've kind of... I've gone through a lot to get where I am, but, um, you know, he's just someone that idolised. Like you said, Sersh, you've idolised Britney. I mean, you didn't go all the way like I did, but, I mean, you know, everyone's got an idol and everyone wants to kind of look like someone they aspire to be like, like Angelina Jolie or Kim Kardashian. I think that's the, the new one at the moment, Kim Kardashian. But how much money altogether have you spent on these surgeries? Well, I mean, in terms of all the surgeries and the filler, the Botox, the facials, it's about 150000 over the last seven years. And that's just like the actual procedures. And I've spent lots of money on all the designer clothes, you know, to have the matching clothes to gym in. Um, and then I make my own music as well. So that obviously costs a lot to make the music videos, the songs and stuff. But, you know, it's all worth it because it's, it's changed me as a person. It's made me super happy. And, you know, everyone knows BTS, um, how beautiful they are, how talented they are. And they've, they've even got their new single out at the moment. And I just think it's, it's nice to have someone to you'd be inspired by I mean obviously I'm a bit extreme compared to people but I don't know it just it makes me happy you know all this money I feel like it's just an investment uh, there's always you know two sides I think well at least two sides to this kind of uh, situation or this this debate on the one hand it's your body you can do absolutely whatever the hell you want to do with it you know you can spend all the money you can have all the procedures you're not harming anyone or anything happy days do what you want but on the other hand I'm sure people have said to you you don't you don't need to do all of this and that you're you're perfectly fine and you're perfectly good the, the way you are, like what? Do you, I'm sure you've gotten some criticism from some people. And what would you say to people who, who would kind of be telling you not to do these surgeries or that you you shouldn't need to do these to be happy? I mean, everyone is like against me doing the surgeries. Like my family, my friends, all the people online, my fans. You know, they but people want to see me happy. But it's always a drama. Like every time I get surgery, I keep it secret from my family, friends. I just tell one friend, and then I come home as a surprise. I have the bandages removed. I'm like, hey, I've just changed my face, and it never ever goes down well. And and, um, you know, people just don't get it because I, you know, I don't encourage people to go out and get loads of surgery, but I encourage people to do something that uh, they feel will change their life and make them confident. So I always explain to people that object to what I'm doing, look, this has really transformed my life. Having this new image has really changed me as a person and it's, it's given me a new lease of life. And um, that's, you know, the circumstance where I tell people, look, surgery is good for certain situations. I don't recommend, you know, young people to go out and change their nose just like that. But if it's something that's really affected them, maybe they've been bullied or they've never felt good enough about their nose, you know, then I say, okay, maybe think about it very hard and then go do the surgery. But yeah, people still don't get it. You know, actually speaking of that, I think if it was the question was put to everybody, they'd change or they'd want to change at least one thing about themselves. But I guess it's a fine line between if you did change... Yeah, there's something that is annoying you and then suddenly you get that done and you love it and then you think, mm. oh, actually, I wouldn't mind bigger boobs and then you want to get bigger boobs. Does it just mm. continue on and on or are you ever kind of sitting there going, right, I'm happy with how I look now? I mean, I can't lie and say it doesn't because, to be honest, every time I get surgery, I always want more. So, I mean, that's what everyone kind of says about surgery. Once you start, you just can't stop and I do agree with that. It's like I've had five noses now. I'm always wanting to change things and it is like an addiction in a way, but it's an addiction that can really improve your life and I do feel like it is an investment in yourself because, you know, obviously there's so much emphasis in society. We have magazines where everyone has to look perfect, you know, all the K-pop stars look perfect. People have to look 
this is this is the perception anyway that people have to look a certain way to kind of succeed in certain fields like the entertainment industry and there is a lot of pressure out there for young people but um i mean i do feel like it does certainly help with, with self-confidence and i think that's the most important thing with surgery is all about improving your self-esteem and making you happy and not worrying about what other people think of you it's just about what you want to feel like and what you want to look like would you, you've spent obviously a huge amount of money on you know sh- shaping yourself and shaping your image and you know if you're in the entertainment industry sadly it's uh, it's how you look and, and not anything else but have you mm. ever um would you ever do you think have been as happy as you are now because you sound happy and confident and full of life and energetic and you know you sound mm. like fairly well together kind of person <laughs> i'm not obviously a psychoanalyst here now <laughs> i could you. really tell over a 10 minute conversation but like yeah. have you ever you said that that has helped you know the outside in approach changing how you look has helped how you felt inside but would, would you have ever have been happy without the surgery like did you ever think about maybe trying to figure out why you weren't happy beforehand you know what if i hadn't done this surgery i would be a different person now and i would be a very unhappy person because i was just always always uh insecure about my image and you know i used to get bullied at all at school but i just i was never happy when i'd look in the mirror so if i hadn't done all of that i certainly wouldn't be doing the k-pop music now i certainly wouldn't be working in the entertainment industry doing what I love best so I would have been a different person and my life would have turned out very differently so it's interesting how something you know which people you know don't really place too much emphasis on sometimes like looks you know it's more important what you are like inside but in this instance I feel like the looks have changed me inside and out and just made me succeed in everything I'm doing and um, it's just given me a new lease of life and it's it's given me lots of opportunities having this look because now I'm happy I'm confident whereas before I was so shy I wouldn't you know I would be too scared to even say hi to someone like I was that shy so you know I'm not a shallow person at all but you know in some instances I do feel it doesn't matter what other people think but if you feel like you're beautiful and you feel like you're perfect then you will succeed in life because you're going to have that confidence that happiness that energy whereas if you're living in almost like a shell you're you know always insecure and worried about other people you're you're never going to really achieve what you want in life yeah i i totally agree with that and in terms of the surgeries right so i know kind of the basic you know the bum lift the brazilian bum lift and the cheek fillers and all that kind of stuff but what's the strangest procedure that you've had done or the most unusual um to be honest i've done quite a few strange things that would shock people i've done um i recently just before lockdown i had um this plasma and laser and needle go into my eyelids, burning my eyelid skin off to make my eyes slightly smaller so it's more like Jamin's. Um, and that's actually part of um, an upcoming BBC Free show that I'm on coming out next few weeks so you can actually see the procedure happening. And it was quite shocking because, you know, you could see the burning flesh, you could see the smoke coming out my eyelids. And that was very important. I know, it was very... I mean, the, the presenter had to walk out, it was that bad. But like, it, it, and I, if I was, if I would have blinked, you know, it could have gone wrong. But the doctor was amazing. But um, I've also had last year, I had my mouth cut open. So you know, my mouth was cut open, and my jawbone was shaved down, um, and my chin bone was cut off, and it's reattached with titanium screws and brackets. And then I also had my uh, the side of my face opened up, and had my cheekbones shaved down to make my face more symmetrical. So I mean, if anyone's listening at home, that's obviously very shocking and makes a lot of yeah. people squeamish. And it kind of makes me squeamish as well. But you know, you know, when you do surgery, you're asleep unless it's you know non-surgical. I mean, my eye procedure was—I was awake. I had obviously anaesthetic on my face, but it was uh, like a non-surgical procedure. But that was probably the most shocking thing to watch. You know, to to be awake and to like feel that burning, and you could smell the burning flesh. Like that was very weird. You know, I'm sure I'm going to be putting a lot of people off right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
you know, it's just, um, it's, I know I do some shocking things, but it's really made me happy, and um, that's what it's about at the end of the day. So I, I would, you know, I wouldn't necessarily encourage people to go out and run to a clinic and do something, but I would say, look, if you think this is going to change your life and if you've really thought long and hard about making a change to yourself, then go out and do do it because the benefits you know will be with you for your whole life i mean i can't argue with that you do sound mm. very confident and again no pressure on anyone if they're questioning whether they should get a surgery or not obviously you've just told us the horrifying side effects to it <laughs> and things can go wrong as well but where yeah. are you going from here well i mean like you said earlier especially like once you do one thing you just can't stop and there's still plenty of things on my mind um but I'm planning to, obviously the coronavirus makes things difficult, but I'm planning to go back to Korea very soon and work on my K-pop music over there, do lots of TV shows, promote my music and promote my love of Korea. But um, there are still more procedures I need to do. Um, I need to get my veneers in Korea and then I also need to have a facelift as well. So it's kind of like never ending, but it's like, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit older than I was before. So it's like, you know, it's all about maintenance now. It's like, I'm, I'm very happy with what I've got now. It's just maintaining it and keeping this image so I can continue doing my K-pop music and continue being happy. Do you think, because obviously it sounds, you know, it's similar to when people get tattoos, they get one and then they're like, oh, well, I might get another one and then it snowballs and then they have a full sleeve and then they have a neck tattoo and then they're like, my God, they're they're splitting yeah. their tongue in the middle and they have uh, lizard eyes and it's just, it's oh, just mad. Do you... Well, I'm not going to tell you ever, that, Yeah, fingers... Well, if you can, if you want, happy days. But do you ever, yeah. like, worry that the fact that you're now, you know, looking forward to eat more and more and more in the maintenance procedures do you ever worry that you've maybe taken it too far or worry that you might wind up taking it too far and going down this road too much yeah i mean i've had some procedures in the past that were really botched you know i've had some procedures where i thought oh my god maybe i'm not going to wake up from this when i had um i had liposuction and gynecomastia which is basically removing all the fat from my chest like you know when some guys have man boobs like you have all that removed and mm. that experience that i actually did that in armenia which is um in the middle of nowhere it's in the middle east and that was very very scary and i thought you know after that i thought oh my god i actually could have died like i couldn't speak i couldn't move for like days i couldn't even reach for a glass of water it was that bad and my friend was luckily there i wasn't going to bring my friends but I, I changed my mind last minute i was like please fly with me and if my friend wasn't there you know the nurses were checking on me but not that often so you know i wouldn't have had access to the water you know i could have died i could have had a complication so there's certainly risks I've done in the past which I wouldn't repeat now from experience. And it is risky business, you know. It, the, the main risk is actually the anaesthetic. So some people can have a, a reaction to the anaesthetic. So that's real, really the main risk. And obviously you've got the risk of a full uh, procedure being a bit botched or not going well. Because, you know, a lot of people that get a nose job will go for another one just because it's not right. You know, it's very, very yeah. hard and specific to get the right procedure. So I guess that's also why people get addicted is because, you know, once they see that change, they think, okay, that's nice, but it's not what I wanted. Let me do it again. And then it'll be mm. like, oh, let me change this. Let me change that. So it is kind of a snowball effect. I mean, hopefully I won't be like cutting my tongue off and piercing it like the lizard man. But, I'm, but you know, <laughs> there's still things um, that I would like to, to do. But I've just learned, you know, to be more careful and more selective with, um, I mean, I've got the best doctor now in Korea, but, you know, I would say to anyone listening, like, if you really are thinking of doing something, just find the right doctor, you know, I've gone for doctors that I found on Instagram before and it's turned out to be a very bad idea. So just do your research, check the reviews online. It's great to see if you can see some before and after pictures that um, a customer has reviewed from the clinic. Um, maybe even reach out to, the, to the, someone that's left a review and just ask them about their experience because it is so important. 
find the right doctor and um, find someone that has the experience because you don't want it to go wrong because then you just have to keep correcting it. Very good advice. Uh, thanks a million, by the way, for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure. But just before we let you go, uh, I know you've released your own music and you've got your own profiles online. Where is the best place to, to connect with you? Um, well, my Instagram is London Ollie, and then I've got my uh, all my K-pop music videos on Ollie London Vivo on YouTube and I have my brand new single, Troubled, uh, which is coming out uh, next month. So I'm just uh, filming that at the moment, but it's going to be a very colourful, very cute and very fun K-pop music video. And I've also got a Kim Kardashian look-like in the video as well, so that's uh, something <laughs> to look out for. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks a million for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day, guys. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Hello and Saoirse here on Room 104. Good evening. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Listen back to the full shows. Get all the features and interviews there. Uh, Thursdays, we like to do this. Room 104's Psychic Tools. Oh, so scary. It's not scary at all, actually, to be honest. It's your problems that we're going to solve for you. So if you're a little bit unclear about what 2020, the rest of 2020 and 2021 have in store for you, and you can let us know. We have our psychic tools in here in the studio. We have our tarot cards and we have a magic eight ball in studio as well. So if you want any advice or clarity or insights on your future, on your uh, relationships, on your jobs, on your careers, on maybe you're just planning on going on holiday in a month and you've no idea whether you'll be allowed, let us know. Drop us a message to our WhatsApp 87 and we will either give you a reading with your past, present and future or simply ask the magic eight ball um, what it's got in store for you. I mean, it's the only reasonable thing to do in 2020 is to use psychic tools to try and get some glimpse into the future and predict something because no one has a clue what's going on. No, no one knows what's going on. And we don't want to know what's going on because you can't. It's a pandemic. So we're living day to day. So anything at all that you want answered, we'll do our best to do it. And by the way, we don't tell you what you want to hear. We tell you the truth. Uh, we tell you the truth, exactly. So we don't sugarcoat it here, so don't blame us, don't shoot the messengers. We're just the psychic clairvoyant messengers picking up on what's in store for your future. So any th- question at all, anything you're concerned about or worried about and want to know about your future, let us know. Pick, it, pick up your phone, send us a WhatsApp, 87 Erica has messaged. I love this one. Okay, so every single day I get the same thing for lunch. Should I try something new? I think that's a magic eight question. Uh, it's definitely, that's definitely. Who was that? Erica? Did you Erica, say? yeah. Should she try something Ooh, new? Oh no, you shouldn't. It's not looking good, Erica. That's what's come out. It's not looking good. Now, what you could do as well, Erica, is change your name to something boring like a Karen and just go full tank <laughs> vanilla in your life and just be the same over and over again. You could because Erica's too nice a name to be. Yeah, to be just going plain Jane every day. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, okay, well, listen, there you go. Um, it's Erica. not looking good. Keep going with your same old sandwich, whatever you eat. No, not at all. Uh, Shane had a question in here wondering, where was he? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. Look at this. Oh, I love this, okay. Uh, there's no name with this. Is there a name? Maybe it's David. Yeah, we'll go with David. Will I be in Dublin next year? Will you be in Dublin next year? Ooh, this is exciting. What's it saying? It's saying March 6th. So yes, you will be in Dublin next year. You'll be in Dublin on March the 6th, which is lovely because that's um, hopefully when 
life might start to return slowly. Hopefully. That'll be the day they announce that the Paddy's Day for the second year in a row isn't going ahead. But listen, David, you will be back here March the 6th. Write that down. Okay? So, uh, happy days. Uh, James wants to know, will Cormac have a job in the morning? <laughs> will Who Cormac knows? have a job in the morning? Who knows? I, I, do you know what? Uh, personally, I think, yes. Just went too far. But the Magic 8 Ball is saying... Simply yes. Oh, simply yes. Simply yes. We won't get into the complicated stuff until no, the morning. Don't get into complicated stuff. Simply yes. All right. Okay. Uh, we've got Mr. Marty. Green. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Green is my favorite color. Should I stick with it? Should you stick with the colour green? That's such a random colour. Oh. No, Mr. Marley. No, you shouldn't. It's just a straight up no? Just no. Sorry about that. Right, okay. Don't. Change colour. Go for red. We're getting serious now. Very so, serious. 87 If you would like any part of your future at all answered, we have our psychic tools... In studio, we are psychic tools as well. So tarot cards and a magic eight ball, anything, your relationships, your career, your education, your college, money, whatever it is, your health, ask us a question and uh, we will we will answer it for you in the best way possible and give you some direction and clarity in 2020, which is an absolute mess. 87 Good evening, Jack. Jack, I hope you're well. Jack wants to know, will I get my first college, my first choice college offer tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow they're coming out. Didn't realise that. Now, Jack, did you study hard? Did you get good points in your leaving cert? 
They don't do points anymore. What do they do it on? No, they do, but they've gotten rid of the A's, B's and C's. They've got H's 1 through 9 or something, I think. Okay. I think a reading for this one might be better than just a straight-up answer. Because we'll be able to tell whether he bought it as whole. Yeah, pretty much. Got okay. 500 points. Well, I don't think they do points anymore, so... <laughs> See, Jack, now... Thing don't, is, don't start with a lie, Jack. Thing is, your future can often be determined by your past, you know? The things you did and didn't do. Okay, so let's see. I've got my tarot cards here. I don't know how to use these, by the way, Jack. Just, just so there's a disclaimer. Queen of Swords. Ooh. That sounds like a good card. Powerful card. It does, actually, yeah. Royalty, power. Sitting on your throne. I mean, you're not doing a lot. You've just got a, a big sword there. But you know what they say? Maybe that's a metaphor for his pen. I think it could be. Pen is mightier than the sword. So maybe, and maybe in your spare time, Jack, you actually like dressing up as a woman and walking. Some guys are into that. It's absolutely fine. Uh, maybe you're doing that a little bit too much instead of studying. But listen, we'll, 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 we'll try and find out a little bit more about that. You've got the Queen of Swords. Uh, unless you were a very bitchy writer. Maybe that's what it was in school. Yeah. You're just a little bit of a... Were you passing notes bitching about people? Who knows? Yeah, let us know. Oh, God. A little bit more of that. But what, what's the future looking? Uh, okay, this is kind of bad. Oh, Jack. I mean, it makes sense for the time in which we're in, but it is kind of a little bit bad, Jack. My apologies. Right now, the, your present card is the hanged man. Ooh. Never a good one, as that I said. That is not a good one, I no. didn't want to pick it up. I wanted to put it back in, but this is what the cards have in store for you, Jack. It's the upside-down hanged man. Now, you're hanging by the foot. So, you're still alive. Your hands are tied behind your back. Your hands are tied, Jack. Because your life has been turned upside down. Oh. And worryingly enough, your future card is the page of coins which I think means your life has been upside down and then you're just going to go for a career that pays nothing pays pennies well I mean the only good thing about this is maybe you aimed too high in the leaving cert and you should have actually taken a step back and not done as well and then got a different type of job then you wouldn't have to be worrying about college and courses and stuff like that mm. do you know what I mean potentially potentially but you've gone from um, the Queen of Swords in your past, you're now present is completely turned upside down in a turmoil and you're going to be working for for pennies in your future. And because you'll be a boy, obviously that represents the fact that you're a junior, that you're going into the future with what many other people would see a lack of experience and will probably treat you like a child for the next few years and pay you pennies. Oh, that's not a nice sign, is it? It's not a nice sign, but no. unfortunately, like... You're out of luck, Jack. Fortunately, you're out of luck. As you said, we're not sugarcoating anything here. No, we're not. We're being honest. But look, now you know. Now, this isn't me. Don't shoot the messenger, Jack. At least you know. Maybe it's time, again, have a look at what the civil service is offering because it might be a better option than following your dreams and your passions because there's not a lot of money in it. Good pension as well. Good, great pension. Yeah. Loads of time off. Flexi time. Loads of rights. There you go. That's answered for you. Should I trade my other half for a newer model? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should. No, this could be a car. This could be. <laughs> no, it's this other half. Th this is your other half. Okay. Um, I know exactly who this is as well. I'm scared to say your name in case she's listening as well. Should you trade her in? Ooh, this one is um, good for you. Not so good for her. Life is too short. Huh? <laughs> I think that means absolutely trade her in. 
Life is too short to be hanging on to something that's just not working anymore. It needs a few new spare parts and has probably been giving you a lot of trouble over the last number of years. I think it's time to just bite the bullet and you could refinance a new model. Yeah. Cost you maybe a grand or two a month, but it might be worth it in the end. I think so too. Probably smell better. <laughs> More that's features. awful. She has stood by you for I don't know how many years. You appreciate her and respect her and stuff. And trade her in. And don't trade her in. I was going to say something that's really mean she and I could won't. Be, she could be someone's first time car then afterwards. She could be. You know? But what if you never ever meet someone as good as her? Maybe the model turns out to be an absolute you know what? Yeah. No. Keep her. What did the thing say? I hope she trades you in. Life is too short. Oh, there we go. Well, listen, again, don't mind our opinions on well, this. Well, it's saying life is too short. It doesn't say yes or no. But he's kind of asking you a decision, should he? It's kind of saying don't put the decision off maybe. You, you might regret it. Yeah. Try it anyway and see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what goes with that. Okay. Uh, oh, do, do. <laughs> Will Saoirse get some redemption on... Sorry, with Cormac. Um, I don't even want to, to be honest. So no. No, I won't. Well, what does the thing say? Oh, I didn't even shake it. That's just me personally speaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the thing says possibly, but... Who knows? It could be legal redemption. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. I know, I don't hate you that much. I haven't worn a suit in quite a while. So, you know what? Big day out of court. Could be fun. I don't hate you that much. I wouldn't let let that happen. I wouldn't let that happen, but... I think you do. It's all sorted now anyway. Can we just put that out there? It's all... I don't think it is. No, it is. Will I ever be able to say toy boat really fast five times <laughs> in a row? I can't remember how you did yesterday, Matt, to be honest. I think you did. I'll tell you now. Yeah, I, I don't think... I think toy, you boat, s- toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Not, not very no, well. No, it was terrible, actually. Yeah. Uh, never. Never. Never sorry is the answer. That, so sorry, Matt. <sighs> okay. Uh, if you have any other questions, we have got our psychic tools in here. So if you want some predictions about your future in these crazy, uncertain times where no one has any idea what is happening uh, let al- tomorrow, let alone next week or next year, if you want some clarity on your future about your health, your wealth, your finances, your relationships, your love, whatever it is, ask myself and Saoirse a question here this evening. Will we use our tarot cards or the magic eight ball to provide you with an answer? 87 And we'll see uh, what other readings and lives and problems we can solve uh, next here after Codeline. This is Say Something. It's Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out 
Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.